Halloween time is always filled with tales of ghosts and supernatural occurrences. On this episode, Chris and Cal summon Jimmy McConnell of the Forsyth Historical Society to separate fact from fiction that's been reported around here locally. So, pull up a chair, light a candle, and break out your Ouija board. Actually, don't do that. That might be taken a little bit too far. This is going to be spooktacular, though. <laughs> you see what I did there? All right, take it away, Cal. And broadcasting once again from high top, the world-famous Doc Hawkins building in beautiful downtown Coal Mountain. This is Coal Mountain Cal, along with my partner, brother Chris Cheeto Cheatham, the producer, good uh, Dr. Steve Thomason, for another episode, Chris, of The Crossing, where the music meets the memories. Good evening, Cal. Good evening, everybody who's listening in. Um, I've been asked uh, from the owners of the Doc Hawkins building that we let everyone know to please stop loitering in front of the building, um, stop leaving you know tokens of appreciation of the podcast, the flowers, um, and that kind of thing. Uh, like, where they it looks like one of them old car wrecks where they put the plastic <laughs> flowers on the highway. <laughs> well, it, it uh, this podcast is is about as close to a car wreck as possible. So uh, <laughs> still uh, but around, you. we're still thank kicking. you everyone for the accolades. This place ain't going yet. We're hanging. We're cold mountain strong right here. <laughs> <laughs> so well, tonight, Chris, yes, sir. Or this episode, right? We got a very special guest in the house. Yeah, we do. Joining us, right? Got brother Jimmy McConnell of the Forsyth County Historical Society, and we're going to talk all things tonight, Forsyth County. And you've been on my back for the last what three, four weeks. We've got to do something about ghost and goblins with Halloween coming up. So <laughs> well, what, for, what better person to bring in to somebody who knows all about this? Jimmy, welcome to the show Welcome, tonight. Jimmy. Glad to be here. Appreciate you coming in and uh, joining us. It, it, it means a lot to us. We've been wanting to get y'all in. You and uh, Jimmy is the co-president, he tells me, mm-hmm. along with his That's wife, right. Martha, at the Forsyth County Historical Society. So, and, You know, here it is. We, we started this podcast. We're going on close to a year now, I guess, we've been doing this, and... Our whole thing was that we were going to cover the history of Forsyth County, and it took us this long to get the man in here who be able to educate us more than anything. We've just been talking off the hip and just making stuff up, truly, and now we got uh, the facts well, right here in front there's, of us. There's legal agendas and documents and all that st- All the. <laughs> I's had to be dotted and the T's crossed, but we got him in here. <laughs> Smoking and the Bandit is part of Forsyth County history. We did talk about that. Good good well, Dr. Producer Steve Thompson word. always mentions the Smokey and the Bandit. It's not an episode. <laughs> it's not a podcast of the crossing if we don't. Well, speaking of the history, we always say, uh, anybody got any questions, we'll be glad to answer them. And if we don't know the answer, we'll make up some. Make them up. real yeah. good. That's well, but, uh, pretty much the foundation right of this there. whole podcast, to be honest with you. <laughs> so, Jimmy, tell us how you went. Well, let's start with uh, where, you, where you were born and, and lead us up until the well, early I, childhood and stuff. I was born in Forsyth County Hospital. As was I. Delivered by Dr. Mark Mashburn. Oh, As was I. <clears throat> Lived in Ducktown all my life. Live across the road from where I was born and raised. Never had a desire to leave. No, not really. <laughs> you know, like that comedian said, uh, uh, most accidents, or car accidents occur within, within so many miles of the house. Within, so he moved. Within right. side home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
So how'd you fall into this position of, uh, of being the co-president of the, of the Historical Society? Well, in 2001, we joined Historical Society. We had, uh, you know, Holly Youngins all over the place to ball games and everywhere, and they got out of the ball, and we decided it was time to do something for ourselves. Got the old empty nest syndrome. Well, they were still at home, but. Yeah. <laughs> empty car syndrome. Yeah. 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 Well, was there somebody in charge of the historical society before y'all, or did yeah. you? I mean, uh, Miss Annette Bramlett. How my third grade teacher, Chris. Really? Yes. My, my third grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Sony so, Elementary. <clears throat> so Go Chiefs. The the historical society's been around for I mean how long? I mean when at what point did somebody said, you know what, we need to establish a historical the society? The first historical society was established in seventy in the seventies. I'm not sure of the year. I won't mm-hmm. say seventy four, but not positive. Okay. Uh it uh ended up got dissolved and things got scattered here and there. People were holding them. And uh, came back. It was reorganized in '85. Uh, then we became members in 2001. Next year, my wife Martha was uh, elected an officer. The next year, I was elected an officer. And then, uh, of course, Miss Annette Bramlett was the president, and uh, she was at the time. Her and George Ingram were working on a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she got uh, ended up with pancreatic cancer, and she wanted to finish her book. So she said, uh, "I need somebody to take over." And she looked at Martha and said, "Will you take over the presidency? I want to finish my book." She said, "I will, if Jimmy can help me." <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes to show that she thought Martha had the brains in the bunch. Oh well. Yeah. So, you know, so I have to say, Martha's got the brains, and I'm the brawn. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, Annette Bramlett, Chris, every year she would go on a field, oh gosh, a lot of field trips, but we would always, she would always take her class, along with Lois Hurd, mm-hmm. her class, up mm-hmm. to the top of Sony Mountain. Up, up the mountain. Wearing a twenty two pistol on her side. Now, what in reckon was she going to shoot with that twenty two pistol? Snakes, you know, the students, unruly students, whatever. Kept it the does. students in line. Yeah. Were, yeah, we were scared the, of her. Not the only gun she owned. Right. <laughs> but it wasn't just there. I mean, we would we would take off during the middle of the day from elementary school. We'd take off, start walking up Canton Highway. We'd wind up at, up, uh, a lot of times we'd go to Friendship Cemetery and go through there. And there was an old, used to be an old hotel, I think, right there across from Friendship Church, right? Uh, or Born House or something. Uh, actually, uh, that two-story building, the top story was Oddfellas Hall. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, they voted downstairs. Odd fellas halls upstairs. Gotcha. So what all comes with being the, the the co-president of the historical society? What 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 does the historical society do? What do we do? What do y'all do? You name it. <laughs> Tell uh, them what your wife's doing tonight while while you're doing this podcast. It's gonna be a great lead in, yeah. by the way. Tonight, uh, I left there to come do the podcast. My wife is finishing. Uh, she is leading a paranormal group. Around town, we started down a little below town. I would say we started on Talbert Street, and uh, she's going to lead them around town and see what they what they feel, what they find. Yeah. So it's going to be exciting. They probably find a lot of stuff since that fire just left town last week. Y'all were set up out there, I guess, at the fire, wasn't you? Did you have yeah, a booth we were, out there? We were down in the Indian Village at the uh, Blackburn Buffington Tavern and the Harris Cabin, right? 
Now, do you have a, uh, if you're a member of that, you join the member, be, become a member of the society, do you, are there dues you pay every year? They I know are. my mom and daddy used to be. Yeah. They, they used to be members. Yeah. yeah. It, uh, but they'll break the bank, though. They're they're expensive. It's $15 a year for an individual. Oh, whoa, whoa, can you set that whoa, up whoa. on installment yeah. plans? Yeah. Well, we yeah. can if you have to. <laughs> you don't credit. And $25 for family membership. Oh, so. wow. So you've been there how long again now? Um, since 2001 as a member and co-president since 2006. So I've always heard, you know, like that with houses and things like uh, like older houses that are in the county. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard people say, "Oh, well, you know, you need to turn that house over to the historical society, and they'll come in and they'll fix it up." Refurb, or re, yeah. What is, is that true? I mean, well, and what goes into that exactly? We are working on a project right now, and. I don't want to say that I want a whole lot more projects to do like this. Right. <laughs> uh, this is uh, the Sherrill House up on Old Federal Road. Uh, this is where the Vans, well, Blackburn Buffington Tavern was originally lo- located. Chief James Fan, he was a uh, mixed breed, Cherokee and Scottish. At, uh, he built the tavern in 1804. He was a pretty good man when he was sober. Right. Mm-hmm. Keyword tavern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, he had a had a liking to the the drink a little bit. And when As he you got, do. And when he was partaking, he was uh, known to be pretty mean drunk. Right. And he'd made lots of enemies. And February 12th, 1809, he was murdered there. Mm. Well, so begins um, uh, one, one of the... One of the things that um, that I'd mentioned to Calvin, I said, Calvin, I, I got an idea for us to get together and talk about. I said, let's do a podcast about Booger Mountain, Booger Mountain Road, uh, the, the the road that all of us have at mm. some point in time. If you've lived here in South County any extent of time, you've you've went there at night, you put your car in neutral, and and rolled backwards and up the and, hill, uh, up the hill, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And they say you put uh, some baby powder on the tailgate or on the on the you back, see, and you're supposed to see handprints. They pull. He wouldn't leave me alone about it. He just got. Yeah, let's do it. Let's I, do it. I, I thought like, we, were we can't do a whole hour on just one street. I said, <laughs> yes, let's, we can. let's pull the whole thing in and make it uh, uh, congruent and make it a big a big old piece of pie uh-huh. or a big pie instead uh-huh. of one uh, piece. I'm with you. I don't. I don't think we do. <laughs> now you probably you probably uh, you retired from the postal service. Correct. You probably delivered mail on Booger Mountain. I probably at some I point did. And I, I assume did. you at some point in time I threw your car in neutral and rode back mail up Jeep. the hill. Mail Jeep. Not not on <coughs> not on the route. Uh, I did that when I was younger. Yes, I did. It was uh, of course it was dirt road at that time. It was yeah yeah, oh, it was yeah. dirt and gravel yeah. yeah. Which made it even spookier because last time I mean whenever I did it whenever I was a little um, or 16, 17, it you know to hear the gravel kind of crunching underneath mm-hmm. your car under your tires even makes it more spooky. Right. Well, folks, we're going to summon some spirits, not not the distilled kind, but uh, oh. we're going to bring that in. Talk about some uh, some haunted places around the uh, this beloved county of ours, and just talk about how the origins and how they all started. Talking, we're sitting here talking with uh, Jimmy McConnell with Forsyth County Historical Society, and we will be right back for segment two of the Crossing, where the music meets memories, the spooky edition. Buell Martin Barbershop is your one-stop barber for all your men's grooming needs. Stop in for that Buell special. 
you'll get a straight razor shave and a haircut topped off with your choice of either witch hazel or vitalis. And for all you pickers out there, Butte will stock some strings and picks for them guitars and banjos. That's Bill Martin Barbershop on Highway 9 in South Coal Mountain. If you see Piedmont, you done gone too far. Come join us for the 31st Oak Grove Opry, November 1st through 3rd at Oak Grove Baptist Church in North Forsyth. Showtime's Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m. and Sunday at 6. All proceeds benefit the Oak Grove Church Camp. For more info, check us out on Facebook and get all the details. We'll see you there. Looking for affordable propane prices and the best service? No worries. Call Mills Fuel Service today for fast, courteous service that will have your tank filled and ready for the cooler temperatures. Mills Fuel Service has dedicated over 50 years of service to North Georgia, providing clean, efficient propane at affordable prices. Tank rentals are available. Three locations to serve you in Dawsonville, Cumming, and Delonica. Call them today, 706-265-3394. Mills Fuel Service, for all your LP gas services. Hush, I'm scared. Welcome back to the crossing where the music meets the horror. Oh, we're back and we're talking about Forsyth County. We started talking about Booger Mountain Road. We got uh, we got our man Jim here. He's talking to Jimmy. Go by Jimmy, right? Correct. Jimmy is talking to us about the history of Forsyth County, and I brought up Booger Mountain. Been wanting to uh, to do a podcast to talk about that, and Cal said there's no way we can talk a whole hour about Booger Mountain, which I, I believe we could. I mean, we could. I don't we know if could, it would hold the attention But there's folks. so much more that we could talk about as far as the paranormal and crazy stuff and ghost stories about Forsyth County. And here it is at Halloween time, and that's where we're at. So let's go. Let's go back to the uh, the the origin of Booger Mountain and and what all you think that you know about it, and we'll let uh, Jimmy back it up with facts. So you want me to start? Yeah. Okay. So the I whole, set all... up the whole scene for the people that worldwide that don't know what happens. Would you mean talk about the the road first? Yes. Talk about yes. okay. Well, apparently, here's what you can do. You can drive on the Booger Mountain. It's it's a it's a at one point in time, a pretty by itself kind of road. It's you know kind of grown up a little bit around yeah. there now, but uh, um, it, it you know it's it's a it's a road that kind of takes you into uh, the 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 kind of the bottom of Sony Mountain. It's you know it's it's, it's just right there leading out of town. Uh, what maybe two or three miles out of you know, or maybe two miles out of downtown coming, and. Um, Apparently, the, the the story is you can you can park your car in a certain spot. There's a certain mailbox you're supposed to get to. You get to that mailbox, you're 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 looking down the hill. You put your car in neutral, and your car will start rolling up the hill backwards, and really start accelerating. Now you can go to YouTube. You can see videos of this. I mean, it don't take long to find stories about Booger Mountain Road. I've done it myself. I've been there. It works. Um, and, of course, there's all the stories and the legends associated with what happened there. Um, the story that I've always heard is that there is a slave burial ground that's supposed to be close to there. Um, apparently, some some slaves were um, hung there at a particular tree that's kind of close to the road. And what they say is that if you throw your car in neutral, that the spirits of those slaves will pull your car backwards. In other, in other words, they're saying, do not go any further. 
do not get anywhere near here. This is a bad place and your car starts rolling backwards. And they even say that if you'll put baby powder on the back of your car, that whenever you get to the top of the hill that you're rolling up, mm -hmm. um, that you'll find handprints there. I've never done that myself, but hey, that's the story I've heard. What say you, Jimmy McConnell, co-president of South County Historical Society? Well, the part about the hanging is false. Okay. There was no hanging out there. That was on um, the courthouse square, I always thought. Right? Um, yeah, there was a one there and uh, one off Talbert Street, Kelly Mill area, after the trial was completed. Right. And the trial, um, just to bring that in, was the, the young men that were hanged, accused. accused of uh, raping a young white girl in South County. Correct. Yeah. But back to the whole Booger Mountain situation. How did it end up being Booger Mountain? I mean, well, you know it, what I mean? Yeah, How did it, the, is it, there really a, a, a burial ground there? Is not, there really a place where slaves are buried? Not that, that I'm road? aware of. Not that I'm aware of. Um, See, I told I, you we couldn't do an hour on this. It, <laughs> He's done debunk all your... <laughs> he just myth-busted you, buddy. I kind of am. <laughs> I kind of am. Uh, believe it, if you actually get out there and you took a transit and you sighted it, it's really not uphill. Right. <laughs> it's an optical illusion. Right. It is. But it does look like yeah. you're looking downhill. I mean, it truly does look like it. There's, yeah. there's, who there's no getting away from that. Reckon who started that? Huh? Reckon who started Reckon, that? Who figured that out? I have yeah. no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, this, this legend and lore, I mean, but, anybody uh, that grew up back and born anything between... You know, up until like 1990, probably or so, had heard that well, their whole life. Somebody broke down you right probably there. Couldn't do it now without getting hit. Without by getting a car. hit, yeah, exactly. Or yeah. bicyclists, especially people doing it at night. Mm -hmm. You know, well, that's when you got to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that's the whole lore associated right. with um, with that road, and it definitely adds to the spookiness of whenever you you know go there and. Uh, have your car get pulled backwards uphill. Mm. Still works, and, too, you know, the right? Hand, the Even hand, after they paved it, it still still yeah. works. The handprint thing, I don't know about. I've, I've heard about that, but I don't. I've never done it either. Well, there's no way to find out. <laughs> so, Field trip tonight, as soon as we get through. We're all well, going some of, out. I mean, some of the YouTube videos, I don't know if you've watched, if you watched any of the YouTube I've videos. I've seen maybe one or there's two. There's some but, of them that are fairly recent, and um, those are pretty wild within themselves. You know, the people mm -hmm. who actually, they turn around, they put the camera, you know, to the side of the car, and you see the car literally accelerating. Mm -hmm. And it does seem like you're just, you're flying up the hill backwards. Right. Um, cinematogra cinematography at its best. I mean, they also made they also made the the driveway at South Fork on Dallas look long, and we went up it. It's not what, yeah, hundred foot in South Fork. Yeah, and the home's like a fifteen hundred square foot home, yeah. and they make it look so, like it's about ten thousand. You can do a lot of things on camera. Yeah, but back to ghost. Uh, upon some research, I just like Googled haunted places in Forsyth County, and there was an article written. I'm sure y'all seen it. I think I passed it along to you. There's a restaurant in town called the Foster House. Correct. And there's lots of stuff going on that it makes the Booger Mountain stuff there's seem been like a, a lot of kitty, activity. Yeah. A lot of activity at the Foster House. Really? Now, who um, is? Uh, it's the owners. Some of the owners have actually detected some of that uh, activity, right? Right. They smell. Um, 
a pipe smell or something uh, like that from time to time. So who used to live in that house years ago? Henry Foster. Okay. Um, The herds. Oh, my (laughs) can folks. There's actually a herd ghost in that house also. Oh, boy. Oh, well. Yeah. There's all one in every house. (laughs) So, I mean, the Fosters, I assume, built that house. What's the age of that house? When was it built? I don't know the exact day it was built. Was there any history with it as far as someone being run out of the house or not run out death? There's, there's been a a couple of deaths that we know of that happened in the house. Right now, I know those uh, Patricia Hamby and her daughter Amanda. I know them very well, and right. they've told of you know brooms standing straight up mm-hmm. on their own. Yeah, Jeff came in the back door one night, and uh, the broom was standing in the middle of the kitchen by itself. <laughs> He Get left. out. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't got to tell me twice. And I'm telling you, oh, these, no, folks, yeah. these folks are uh-uh. not, they're not fibers. I mean, I've known them all my life. Uh-huh. If they're telling you that, it's, it's the gospel. They've Dude, seen I it. catch every gear going towards Booger Mountain if I saw something like that. Uh, was there a piece of silverware that got uh, levitated or something? Did I read that? Was that? I don't know about that. Uh the whole pipe smoking, that's what, that, that's, that's, what that's just spooky. I mean, the broom would really make me and exit probably pretty quick. Some but, history there, you know, probably an old foster, somebody probably smoked a pipe and was well mm-hmm. known for it, which I, I guess everybody smoked a pipe probably back in the day. But, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I assume the foster house, I mean, it being known for that kind of paranormal activity, mm-hmm. the, the, the folks who are meeting with your wife tonight, I mean, is that kind of on the tour? Is that kind of one of the no. places that people want it's to go to? It's a completely to? different subject. Really? <laughs> wow. Okay. But you can eat lunch there every day. Every yeah. day. Every day. <laughs> every day. I love their fried green tomato and BLT. Ooh. Sweet yeah. potato chips and slow. So, <laughs> so Foster House, if you are interested in uh, sponsoring this podcast, uh, please We're more than out. welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda will be listening. Oh, yeah. She, she knows about it. I know Amanda well. Um <laughs> Coming Cemetery, I hear there's a supposedly reports of a ghost. Is it an elderly gentleman that walks through the cemetery? Is I that have, what I've heard? I have heard of it. Uh, most of it I've not witnessed. I have heard of it. I don't know who it is, who it's supposed to be. But there have been reports. I, right. I, I read that, yeah. What would you say is the most haunted place or the one, a place in Forsyth County that has the most uh, stories, I guess, and that people seem to talk about the most? The most stories I have is the foster house. Really? <laughs> now, there's a, there's a report, I mean, just right right up the street from the studios here at uh, Cole Mountain Elementary. Supposedly, before it was built, uh, there was a house there that had a, uh, they reported they hear a, or see an elderly woman in a, is it a nightgown or? It's, it's like an old-time shawl like or something. Dress. Yeah, and they've seen her in the school. In yeah, the we've school. had like uh, principals from that school who have mm-hmm. seen said ghost. Right. Janitors. I, I have spoken with them. Wow. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, with the uh, speaking of the school, the actually had uh, you know the milkman makes his deliveries early in the morning, way early to the yeah. school. Yeah. And uh, he saw this this lady, and uh, he started walking towards her, and she was just like she was looking for something. And uh, he refused to go back unless the lunchroom ladies were there. <laughs> she just disappeared. <laughs> Old Lana Dares man, he wasn't too, he wasn't too keen on it. No, 
<laughs> I remember, did you ever get uh, Lana Dares delivered to your house? Remember uh, when no. they would deliver back? No. They would come, they, we had them, they would stop at our house. You had a little order slip, you could get your milk and all that stuff. Almost like straight out of Leave It to Beaver. Well, I only went one year to Cold Mountain Elementary, and the only thing that scared me was Mrs. Green, because I knew she was going to fail me, and I was never going to make it to, to uh, podcasting school. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I figured my, my scholastic career was going to end at Cold Mountain. Now, was there any history behind who this woman was? No. I don't, don't know who she was. Um, because I've read that, but I've never heard anything about it growing up other than just the tales mm-hmm. every now and then that somebody would... And the old house is just to the right as you're turning in to go to Coal Mountain and back to the middle school and high school. Was it the one that used to be the actual Coal Mountain School back in the day? Right. right. Is that building still there? The or foundation did... is. Yeah. That was the original Coal... It, it was like... Uh, Probably went all the way up through middle school, I guess, didn't it? Uh, probably about sixth grade. I'm not sure. The old school, the old wooden frame school. Yeah, I, I know uh, where the billing used to sit. And of course, right beside it is Mount Moriah Cemetery, just beyond it. Well, tell us a little bit about what the, the with the the folks who are the the paranormal folks who are meeting with your wife tonight. I mean, what's what's the mo there? What are the, what are they doing? What are they looking for? Um. Berries. <laughs> yeah. Leaves. What kind of mood they're in? <laughs> yeah. um, they call us and we, we'll take them out and, uh, to different places in the county. They, If they have something particular in their store, a lot of times they don't want to know. It's, we'll try to take them to a place that they've not been to that we know there's activity. And uh, activity, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! And it's uh, it's places that we know the kind of the stories behind, right? And we don't tell them prior, right. and they come and what they feel or they're and then they, so we sit down at the end of the night and they give us a report of what they were feeling one, at the site, yeah. What do they Each try one, to do? They just try to summon the spirits. Or, they don't. Uh, they go out there, and some of them they get different feelings. They have uh, some of them actually see apparitions. Uh-huh. Can anybody like tag along with this group? Kind of like me and Chris join in one night. Sure. And just, I don't see why not. And just uh, and, uh, gosh, uh, <laughs> when are they coming back? Is tonight uh, the one one and done? Or they? No, they they come back uh, every so often. Oh, We've actually dude. worked with two groups. Oh God, we got to do that. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, that's on point. We got to do that, <laughs> and then come back and report in. Tell them what we find. <laughs> do the do the epilogue to the <laughs> show. There you go. <laughs> oh, but they go to these places with her, and I mean, and they just—I mean—they have whatever it is they do. They're right. You know, they got their yeah, little they, techniques, and and they say that some are more sensitive than others. Some of the people are more sensitive right. to the spirits. To, right. <laughs> My daddy always told me years ago that back behind our house, which we lived on Spot Road, and you mm-hmm. know where it's at, right. the property back behind was there was uh, Doc Holcomb. His father used to own some of that property back in there. His name was Starlin, Starlin Holcomb. And he had, there was a creek down through there run called like Starlin Springs. And my daddy swore up and down you could see him walking that creek bank. If you went back there in the woods at night, I don't know if he was just trying to keep us scared to keep us out of the woods. Oh, that was just a, a, a poor way to keep a little cow from going Starlin, down there to the creek. Starlin Holcomb, you may want to do some research on that, but he had. Some, 
he was Doc's daddy right here in, in the Doc Hawkins building. Uh, wow. But if you want, if you want my opinion, there's nothing more sp- scary than a cemetery at night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, as kids riding around, carousing, riding around back in the day, we would we would intentionally go find somewhere to pull in and just. We, most of the time we wouldn't get out. We just kind of make a slow turn with the headlights so to see if you see anything. <laughs> but there was a there's a church up in Dawson County, Salem, Salem. Is it a Methodist? Was it a yeah, Methodist? Salem, Salem. Was that Methodist. the one where you knock on get the door? Get out and knock on the door, and supposedly yeah. they'll knock back. They'll walk around the building. Yeah. And if you shine the lights in there, you can see somebody at the book board with yep. their hand up. But you knock on the door, and it'll knock back. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. We've, we've gone. We've, <laughs> tell him that story. <laughs> Who was it we took there? We carried <laughs> uh, uh, the youth, uh, some of the youth group, the young boys or something. And Me and so, Chris were in charge, which was a bad mistake bad to begin mistake. with. And so we took them. We went and we made the Halloween. One. We went to, but we had we planted. We had some friends. We had them behind the church. So we made them go up to the door, and when they knocked on it, our buddies came running around from the back screaming. <laughs> and Needless was, to say, we didn't get in charge of that little youth group anymore. No, but no. We had another thing that we did with the youth group is we took them over there to uh, Hopewell. Yeah. The little cemetery that's behind Hopewell Church. Hopewell now, to Methodist. me, that's the spookiest cemetery in South County. Hopewell Methodist. Yes, sir. I mean, they... they and within the last 20 years, there was a dead body found there. Right. Right? Burned. Burned. No head. Right. So when I was in charge of the youth group after that, um, we decided that we were going to take them on our own made-up ghost tour. RAs. I mean, we were in charge of the Royal Ambassadors. That's what we, we were we in charge of. We just made up, you know, all these, you know, ghost stories about Versailles County. Well, this one was actually a valid event that happened, mm-hmm. you know, behind that church. And so... We took the kids in there in the church van, and we told them that they've got to get out and they got to walk around because there's a little road. It's like a circle that goes all the way around the cemetery. Well, you had to get out and you had to walk on, had to walk all the way around. Well, one of the boys that was with us, I ain't gonna name him by name, but we thought we had everybody logged into that to the van. It wasn't until we got back to the church we realized we had left one mm. at the cemetery. His parents are sitting there waiting. Seeing all these kids get off the, the van, and he ain't on there. Well, that little, he'd done it on purpose. He was hiding on purpose to see if we would leave him. And, and uh, he, that boy went did. into the military. He's pretty badass. <laughs> we knew then, you know. He, he went in the military, tough. and Chris I got mean, thrown out of the High Tower yeah, Association. I, wasn't no, I didn't even get out of the van, and I was in charge of the youth group. So, anyway, yeah. So, is there any no ghost stories about Hopewell? You remember, Not you ghost stories, but there have been more graves located. Yeah, and marks. So. You know, there's a lot of family plots in this county. Have, have y'all got any kind of number? How many of that? Like, um, there's. I mean, you used to be walking through the woods, and there's like eight or nine little headstones right. out there. As of now, we've we have about a little over fifty. Fifty. Yeah, and we're constantly finding. Sometimes it be couple of graves sometimes it's bigger than that and do you get that from leads or do you try to just start go out and research that or how do you we plunder the woods some but a lot of times it's uh somebody else say well i was out so and so and i found seen something these these rocks are sticking out of the ground well 
So what do you do? Take a probing rod and just go mm-hmm. dunk, dunk, <laughs> and I, you find I a cut, pine box. I, like the Blackburn Cemetery, for instance. Um, it was originally fenced, and we thought that was basically the cemetery. Uh, and somebody said, well, this cemetery's bigger than that. And we knew it was a little bit bigger. Um, so we talked with Advanced Disposal, and they come in, and they bush hog, cut down some trees and stuff, and cleared the underbrush for us. Uh, over a weekend, there was four of us that probed that cemetery. We found 214 unmarked graves. Oh, my gosh. Uh, a mass grave and a wagon wheel grave. Wagon What's wheel grave. A, what, wagon wheel grave. What, what is that, a wagon wheel grave? They like be, in a circle? They buried in a they circle? They bury them head to head right. in a circle, like right. wagon wheel spokes. Right. Which gets you to the year Ingram's uh, floral arrangements was got the wagon wheel with the right. spokes missing Right. as the siblings all pass away. No. Yeah. So that's the story with that. Mm-hmm. Well, now you know. I don't know if that's a story, but no, if, you, if you see the wagon wheel bouquet, right. uh, uh, especially somebody's older that's what they do now one of the one of the wildest cemeteries i don't even know if you even qualified as a cemetery is the one that's right there on highway nine before we get to mason tractor state barn the hughes cemetery yeah yeah how, they, how many all hughes that are in there <laughs> yeah. really so i mean they live right there and then whenever somebody died they I, just I don't know where they live they're just like two graves really yeah and and rex rex grave it fenced that in when he yeah when he bought that property yeah, yeah. There's another one right on the road at, um, used to be 9E, Hopewell, 9E, right on a, right, close to Stevie Mills' house. On the left or right? Yes. Going north, I think it's on the left, isn't that, it? That's the McAfee Cemetery. It's a tiny little thing right next to the road, too. Right. Style. Oh, wait. That's the one. It's got like, a, is that Confederate? It's, is it, it's a Confederate thing, right? Yeah. Is it a it, There are Confederate. Uh, Soldiers? Yeah. Graves in there. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. If this, it's right uh, under a tree, too, isn't it? It's, it's like it is. Old... It's right on the road at that cemetery, at the subdivision. Uh-huh. And, uh, I've never did, noticed did have that. it fenced. And I think the subdivision didn't like the attention drawn. to the. So let's just take the fence down? Yeah, because it had the fence and it had the, uh, the SCV had their sign on the outside of the fence. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sons of the Confederacy. Yeah, which is probably not a politically correct group anymore. I guess. I mean, it's history. I mean, it's yeah. History. I mean, I'm yeah. a son of a Confederate general, so. Uh, but yeah, yeah it's. Uh, oh well. I tell you what, if that uh, this historical society thing don't ever work out with your cemetery experience, you got a good. You should be able to jump right in with Ingrams. Well, get your job out there. Uh, George is actually the one that trained me to probe cemeteries. Really? Yeah. So there's art to it. There kind of is. George is on, he's on our target list. He's supposed to be coming in and talking to us one night. We'll see. We've been trying to get him in. Situations haven't worked out now, but. Oh, that's another spooky thing (laughs) is uh, the apartment on top of the funeral home out in town. How'd you like to live up there? No. It's all right. You don't think that's going to work? No. Like it used to be, you know, the funeral homes there and had to drive through and the apartment was up there. Mm-hmm. And that's just because somebody's got to be there the whole time, I guess, right? Somebody's no, they just live there. Thing. They don't have what? any. They're not caretakers of the funeral home. They just live there. They pay rent. No, 
Probably pretty I cheap. I thought somebody but, was just employed with the with the funeral home. They no, just like, oh, it's not your night. You got to stay. I don't remember. Get a bag, get a bag of cereal. You gonna you gonna <laughs> stick it out. You gonna ride this thing out for the rest of the night. You get tomorrow off, but you got to stay here. No, no, no. <laughs> No, just regular renters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who so goes and who goes and wants to rent an apartment above a funeral home? That's always quiet. Well, it doesn't. You know, lots of people say that cemeteries are spooky. They don't bother me. I could live next to one. It wouldn't bother me a bit. Some people won't go in them. Well, Real no. Martin always says it's the safest place you can go to because the it Lord is. lives there. That's right. Sure. I'll, 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 I'll go along with that. <laughs> and we have uh, one particular cemetery that we're, we're still restoring. That was, uh, uh, I'll just say desecrated by some vandals. Yeah. They went so far as to bring in a backhoe. A backhoe? A backhoe. And, uh, Why? Any, any purpose behind it? Yeah, they're in their mind. They were looking for gold. Oh, oh, well. Um, oh, which brings me to some other stuff we got to talk about, and <laughs> when we finish up uh, the spook segment we got going here. And uh, so, anyway, this uh, we got permission to go back, and we we're going to just redo on top. It was all this fancy marble work, and this was these are eighteen sixty seven and eighteen seventy burials, and. Uh, so I got started, and about the third day, somebody jumped up and said, Bones! <laughs> no. And uh, the only reason there was still bones, these burials, uh, they were buried in solid marble coffins. The coffins were carved out of one piece of marble. And they were placed inside two-and-a-half-inch slate vaults. Didn't that come out of Tate, Georgia, up there at the marble slabs? No, it didn't. This was Carrera. Oh, Carrera marble. Fancy. Yeah, it was. It's all pink, like Michelangelo. Yeah. They didn't it's, want them coming out of the grave once they put them in there. It's apparently. beautiful stuff. Well, no, because <laughs> on top of that, they had hearthstones that overlapped. And these hearthstones were probably eight inches, eight by eight. Four, five foot long. Right. That overlapped. and uh, So I guess when you go probing, you know when you hit one of them. Yeah. So what's <laughs> the, what, uh, you touched on that Georgia told, had kind of educated you on how to, mm -hmm. how to go probing for, uh, for graves. What's the, what's the first thing you look for when you get out there? I like to have the area kind of cleaned off. You, you know, blow or something, and you can... Uh, you can sight a row of graves, or the beginning anyway. Way it sunk in. You and see kind of over the years. You'll see indentions, and uh, um, you can determine if it was a, a child or an adult by the size of the grave. Um, but you'll begin with a probe, and once you get down past about a foot, most of the time you can feel the difference because of the. Soil is different. It's uh, in different materials from the, the coffin and the body decaying. Because hmm. uh, it's wood coffins. Right. So, so the soil's kind of starting to kind of give a little bit. Yeah, well, the soil, it does give. And sometimes you'll go straight to your knees. The probe just goes to the ground. Or it could be spirits sinking you, pulling you in, yeah. slaves or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
Funny Don't st- go to no gr- cemetery on Booger Mountain. That'd be bad. <laughs> go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Funny story was where your knee boots. Yeah. The, uh, we were probing Mount Moriah Cemetery, and this is when Annette Bramlett was still alive. She was still president, and uh, she had to probe, and she was pushing it down, and it hit rocks, and the you know metal rod rubbing mm-hmm. on rocks, the sound it makes, mm-hmm. and she started pulling it back up, and we made racket like like somebody was down there. Pulling on the back. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, my God. I'd left that rod sitting in there. Spare that but rod. Yeah, I, I keep my probes with me all the time. They send the truck, so. Well, my dad. My Half dad, probe will travel. That's right. My my dad is buried in a uh, in a kind of a, what they, they consider to be a, a fairly historical uh, gravesite located over in Ackworth, Georgia. And uh, there's a lot of. Graves that are just marked with just a, a rock. There's a lot of Confederate graves that are in there, um, and there is also a, an area that's in the back where they claim that um, slaves were buried. Mm-hmm. And they, the way that the guy told me, because um, we we literally had, because my dad always said he wanted to be buried there, because that's where his mom and daddy and his brother was buried. Mm-hmm. We literally had to go out there with a probing rod to find a place to put him. Right. And and we did. We finally we, we found a spot where they didn't hit anything. They said, mm-hmm. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna drop him right here. But the guy was telling me that you could come out early in the morning when there's a dew on the ground and that you can tell that the <clears throat> the dew will give the kind of the indication of where there's some unmarked graves. And um, he said that there's a there's a part in the back of the cemetery where there was a, a, a slave um, grave area where they buried them of course right. separately and no markings whatsoever but in the early in the morning with that dew you can, he said you can mm-hmm. just kind of see a little bit of the way the dew settles that he yeah. knows that that's where the graves right. are and that was the situation at Hopewell really I'll leave you with uh, while we segue out of this segment because I'm about scared to death last night all this stuff but, uh, I was not going to sleep tonight. no I was like a wink but uh, uh Ebenezer Church over off Browns Bridge, you right. know what that is. I've always heard this story. You may have heard it too, and I don't know if it's true, but it it's, makes for good fodder. But anyway, uh, back in the day, if you lost a limb, like a leg or arm or something, they would bury really? that before you. What? Yes. To wait on you? To wait on you, I guess. And then like you a, go in and you get buried yeah. with it? And, and legend has it over at Ebenezer, this lady lost, I think it. I ain't going to say lady. It could have been a man. I don't know. But they lost a leg or arm or something. And when they buried it, they buried it with the joint turned in the limb. Mm-mm. And the person who was still alive could feel their arm hurting or leg or vice versa, right. whatever it was. They could feel that limb hurting because they had left it in a bind. So they had to go dig it back up, straighten it out, and then it quit hurting them. No. You ever heard that? No, never heard that one. <laughs> but of course, you know, you ever watch Fried Green Tomatoes where they buried buddies? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they would, they would, precursor, you would, if you lost a limb or something, back in the day, they would go ahead and bury that ahead of you. So you learn something every, every, every episode here, you learn something. Try to learn something new every day. Yeah. Cal, the, uh, I think the most fascinating thing in this segment to me, though, is that Chris was allowed to be a youth leader at a church. Yeah, well, I was. Oh, yeah. I was with him. Yeah. Yeah. Four years, actually. 
We started one time together. That's pretty, that's pretty together. scary, too. Yeah. <laughs> strong time at Oak Grove. As you say, that's another podcast in itself right there. We got some stories on that. But it has come time to take a uh, another commercial break. We're going to uh, listen to a word from our fine sponsors. You are listening to The Crossing, where the music meets some memories. Got memories, spooky memories tonight. Got... Uh, Brother Chris Cheatham, the good doctor Steve Thomason, and Jimmy McConnell from the South County Historical Society. We'll be back with another another segment right after this. Transforming the way you listen to sports. Yep, we've covered all of it, at least since 1978, 79, 80, 81, 82. Okay, you get the point. We've got it covered. The North Georgia Sports League. Go ahead. Like us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Keyword search, North Georgia Sports League. Hey, folks, this is the good doctor, producer Steve Thomason at The Crossing, hoping y'all will support Scotty C. and his Christmas Day Feed the Hungry event in Dawsonville. The hours of serving are 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in the Gordon Perkle Room at the Georgia Racing Hall of Fame in Dawsonville. For more info, contact Scotty on his Facebook account. His last name, S-E-A-Y, Scotty C. Let's all help our community, all right? All right, then. Cold Mountain Egg Farm is your one-stop shop for all your egg needs. We got grade A large, grade B large, and can't be too large, can you now? All right, now, that's Cold Mountain Egg Farm. So y'all stop in, pick you up a flat or two. Cold Mountain Egg Farm, in the heart of Cold Mountain, right next to the ball field. And say, all right, love is kind of crazy with a spooky little girl like you. Sliding back into the third and final segment of The Crossing with a little ARS Spooky, Chris. One of your favorite songs, I know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And works perfectly for tonight's episode. Tonight's theme, sitting here talking with uh, Jimmy McConnell, co-president of South County Historical Society. And when, uh, Jim, we were talking in the break... uh, about some of the old houses uh, around the Fowler House and the Foster House. Where is the Fowler House? I'm, I'm forgetting. It is south on Highway 9, south of town, just right at Fowler Park. It's actually part of the Fowler Park property. Okay, yeah. They actually restored that house, too, whenever they uh, yes. bought all that property and put the uh, treatment facility yeah. back in there. Uh, actually, we have a lease on that property. There's 10 acres that we have leased the uh, the house and the farm. So do you work in conjunction with the county to do that as y'all come in and do it's, that if you get the access to it and keep it? Or? We do. We have, like I said, have a lease <laughs> and uh, we restore it. Uh, that's one, that one was actually done with a grant. Uh, I wish we had one for the Sherrill House. That's your uh, most recent project, I right. guess, the Sherrill House. Right. That's off Old Federal. Now the then fo- the Foster House is downtown, right off the square. Yep. Now you said that there had um, potentially been some activity, we'll say, mm-hmm. at um, the Fowler home. Correct. 
What have we heard about that? Yeah. Enlightenment. Yeah. Well, uh, there had been a uh, location scout looking for a place to shoot an episode of Constantine. And so the location scout had came, and uh, she was there. George Perkle was there. My wife, Martha, was there. And they were upstairs in what we call the boys' room. And it's just got a keyless light, you know, with a pull string, mm-hmm. just a cloth pull string. And they were standing around talking. They had toured downstairs, toured upstairs, and just standing there talking. And the uh, cord, pull cord for the light, just all of a sudden went up and made an S shape, hung in the air for a couple of seconds, and just dropped Shut down. the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I am out of there, man. Yeah, they, all, they all just stood there for a few seconds, and Martha said, did y'all see that? And they said, yeah, but I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I can see me and you standing there. No, I don't think we would just, did you see that? Dude? We'd be like, what no. the? No. No, it'd be like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> We'd be running out of that place. Uh, and they were, it's not really ghosts, but myth, legend, I guess you'd call it. Ah, that's just probably static electricity or something causing but, that uh, thing to draw up. I don't know. We we contacted <laughs> well, electricians up. and all that, and they can't debunk it with electricity, so we don't know what caused it. <laughs> this is at the Fowler house. Yeah, it is. So the next time you head down nine, you'd look on that glance up, just hammer down, keep it's going. Got tucked don't in stop. the woods right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You'll see it right by the bicyclists and the runners. Yeah, don't stop till you get down there the to Midway. <laughs> well, supposedly the uh, speaking of the Fowler house, the uh, smokehouse in the backyard. Um, actually supposedly the uh, there was a traveling salesman. And he had been. Oh, this is the part where Jimmy tells his traveling salesman jokes. <laughs> <laughs> He's waited all night to get to the latest traveling salesman. The build up. It's all about the build up. I'm so sorry. He, go ahead. He had made his rounds and uh, he was coming back around heading toward home in Canton. He lived in Canton. And uh, he had stopped at the Fowler house and was going to stay there the night, then go on the next morning. And, uh, you know, had his ox and his cart. And what what goods he had left, and of course all his money from his sales, and he had ate supper, and supposedly uh, the lady of the house had just walked up behind him, bent his head back, sliced his throat, and he's supposed to be buried out under the smokehouse. Now was that like? Did they run like a boarding house, or was it just? Now, back it, in the day, if you were a traveling salesman, you just bunked wherever you could find it was a just place. Just stop like that, just like there's a. Uh, Kind of like on Forrest Gump? Um, yeah. <laughs> Let them rooms out. <laughs> <laughs> Just like there's a house up on Highway 9 at Cole Mountain um, where they had the, the preacher's room where a traveling preacher could just stop and go in there and spend the night. Is that the Pilgrim Place? Right. Yes. Yep. Right. Well, circuit riders. Right. Exactly. They go by. Yeah. So the person who was just the caretaker of the home, apparently... Slit his throat, took all of his. They took the cash and the cash uh, and all. The supposedly took the oxen and cart to Buford and sold it. That's that's a story. Now that's right. Know, that's the tale. 
And folks, this is just all this is free for fifteen dollars. You get the whole story. <laughs> you join you join the society for fifteen bucks, and you this is just an appetizer right here. We're, right. We've, we're doing business for the hist- historical society. And apparently, that individual's jacking around with the uh, with the light chain. Yeah, right. that, that, you know what I mean? That been possible. that dude. That that was. <clears throat> so that's the Fowler House. What's what's the story with the uh, the Foster House? Foster House too. Uh, Foster House has got lots of stuff going on. Uh, I actually had myself, my wife were there for Valentine's Day, and we were the first ones in the gold room. You know, first room on the right as you go in the door, and uh, we were sitting there. Nobody else in that room. We had ordered the food. We're waiting on it. And all of a sudden, pop. Just sounded like a, <laughs> uh, sounded like a book hit the table. Flat. We looked around. Nobody was around. So when Patricia came in there, we told her about it. And uh, she proceeded to tell us uh, some other things. And there... I've heard stories about books in there. It, yeah, and I don't know what the significance is if it was the, you know the kids throwing books at each other or whatever. Um, but they had to, you know, have the buffet on Sunday out there. You go in, pay one price and eat the buffet, and said the along that wall where the buffet is in the hallway, and uh, there's a picture hanging there, and it was crooked, and the man was gonna. He was going to set his plate down and straighten it up. Well, before he could straighten it up. Straighten itself. It straighten itself yeah. up. <laughs> Chris, would you eat your fried chicken? <laughs> you get his to go on one of them styrofoam plates. <laughs> get it to go plate. I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. Doesn't take away from how good the food is there, though. No. That's the truth. No. No. Oh. Folks, go eat there. It's worth the trip. Oh, we need to go. We need to go for just for Halloween. We got lots. We got lots of road trips we're going to take on this. (laughs) Go wild, Steve. You're in, right? Absolutely. I'm sitting here looking at uh, ghost stories on YouTube right now. (laughs) Did you mention something, Jimmy, about uh, about pools mail a while ago? I did. I did. Uh, There have been people that have always mentioned seeing uh, a little girl in a blue dress walking across the bridge. And uh, there was a family that uh, was traveling through the county, and they stopped at Pools Mill to have a picnic. And they had their picnic, and uh, were loading other, all their, you know, food and whatnot up in the car. And uh, the girl went down to where the the mill was. And the mill was still there at that time, mm-hmm. so it was prior to 1959. Um, and she slipped on the rocks, fell in the water, and got under the mill wheel and got under the water. Dad, you know, he went went after her and tried to save her. Right. And, uh, well, he was too late. She'd already drowned. And uh, so they loaded her little body up and, uh, you know, went on. And uh, But they see, people see her walking across the bridge. And they discovered that she had lost, they'd give her a locket for her birthday. She had that blue dress that, for her birthday. And right. They gave her a locket. And uh, so people have always surmised that she's coming back looking for her locket. 
Holy smokes. I mean, who knew all this was going on in Forsyth County? I thought it was just Booger Mountain. Yeah. No, no. You, <laughs> you thought it was Booger Mountain <laughs> and a, me, a meet we're just three eat up with Foster spirits House. and ghosts and stuff here in Forsyth yeah. County. It's just the tip of the iceberg. Any, <gasps> anything over around the Settles Bridge area over there or that big that uh, bridge? I, I'm sure there is, but I don't. Hadn't heard anything? No. I, that just came to mind because I knew they they blocked off access. There's no, yeah. you can't get any access to no, it now. No. Yeah. You know where it was filmed there, speaking of movies filmed in Georgia? the Over at Settles Bridge. What movie? No. Six know. Pack, Kenny Rogers. Oh. Brewster Baker. Really? Yeah. I thought all that was filmed in Ackworth. I didn't know they'd done any of that over here. No. Oh, well. Settles Bridge was over there. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. We I really appreciate you coming in. I have in. enjoyed it. We, we hope to have you back, really. There's so much more that we really could talk about. Tell us what, before we go, tell us what's, what what all you got going on. You got anything going on besides the Cheryl House with the Historical Society? or we How can people get in touch with you? You got a website, we all that kind a website, of stuff? Uh, uh, website is historicforsyth.com. Uh, has all kinds of information. We have... Uh, whole uh, our books online bookstore is there we have tons of books for sale different titles um, we have facebook pages uh, we have historical society of forsyth county of coming forsyth county we had ch we changed our name a little bit uh, we have uh, forsyth county georgia cemeteries cheryl hash cheryl house slash High Tower slash duck uh, Frog Town. <laughs> Don't do Duck Town. That's Don't. just where I live. That's right. <laughs> um, hmm. Old, let's see. Old Federal Road in Georgia. That's four. What it, about out at the, the or do you have any affiliation out at the schoolhouse anymore or not since? Uh, yeah, we're still at the schoolhouse. That's where our headquarters is. Headquartered at, the, at, at the old Cummins School. School, Tam's Restaurant, right. and the Cummins Play, Playhouse. Playhouse. Well, School Street Playhouse. Now. School Street Playhouse, yes. Now, yeah. And That's also, the uh, what about the uh, place next to the Dairy Queen over there? Is that against anything with y'all? No. That, uh, uh, that Bell That's the Park. Bell Research Center. I went to a thing out there a couple of months ago. It was uh, presented. I think y'all may had some conjunction with it. The uh, how all the uh, community names came about right. and stuff. Yeah. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, had a there's a good crowd out there. Yeah. And you know, the, uh, you spoke about right in there with Grove Opry. You know, two three years ago, their shirts. You know, they had on the back. They had all the community all the community names. Yeah, that's where I come neat. from. I think yep. it was uh, was our theme that year. Yeah, we got our Opry that's coming up. First weekend of November. Friday, Come Saturday, and Sunday. You'll Best be hearing Friday more about that. Might be an ad or two placed during this this podcast. You may have done heard it. Yeah. Or you may put it at the end. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Welcome to come back anytime. We'll go further. We can, yeah. we got all oh, we got all kinds of stuff we can talk about. Yeah, oh, yeah we can cook up. I got some stuff. I got lots of notes I didn't even use tonight. <laughs> See? That's the way we like to keep it. We like to keep our audience on edge. We got other, other topics we could hit on. And... Well, Chris had to get this ghost and Booger Mountain yeah. stuff out of his system, yeah. so we finally exercised those yeah. demons out of him. No, so we're going to do a follow-up, because whenever we go out, and we're going to do some field studies with these paranormal groups that Jimmy's going to hook us up with. We're going to come back. 
and tell what our findings are. Also, uh, a lot of Eagle Scouts do projects with y'all too, don't they? They do. For I their have, Eagle... uh, constantly have Eagle Scout projects going on. I've got, uh, let's see, I think five going right now in different one phase or the other from planning stages to actual working. Uh, I have uh, one that uh, we're real excited about. It's going to be done at the Sherl House. We've been donated an 1845 log cabin that would have been under Lake Lanier had it not been saved. And uh, this scout is going to begin. It's going to be in phases. Right. He's going to do the foundation. Other scouts going to come in and and do it in phases and get that thing up. And it's going to be neat. Awesome. It's like a story and a half, like a single bottom story with a sleeping loft. And you don't. And really, you don't have to be a member of the society to come out and volunteer on projects, do you? No, you don't have to be a member just, to come. Just to check, our, the, check, check the page for yeah. announcements and stuff. Come, come out. I'm sure they'll be glad to. Glad Absolutely. to have you. Come to our meetings. It's open to the public. Don't even charge you nothing. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> and for $20, you can join. 15 goes to them, and me and Chris get, and Steve get five. So yeah. if you if you mention our name. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you mention the crossing, it costs you 20 If you don't, it costs you 15 <laughs> They charge you more. <laughs> All right, Jimmy, thank you so much for joining us. Come back anytime. Steve, you got anything before we head out? I'm good, man. Not going to sleep a wink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could have talked about Doc Hoggle. We could have talked about the store that we're in right now and and uh, the history with that. We oh, did a so little bit. Talk about the history of Lake Lanier. I mean, you touched on Lake Lanier. I mean, we could, we could do a whole show just about the history Ooh, of Lake there's Lanier. There's lots of ghosts. Under, you know, sure what, what was, what was that's, that's something that's coming up. We've had some people contact us. I don't know if uh, y'all saw the episode that we were uh, on sci the Science Channel. What on Earth? Mm -hmm. I failed to watch that, but uh, we recorded an episode on there of uh, about Mathis Airport and cemetery down there. Uh, and we've had them contact us now about Lake Lanier. They will talk to us about it. So I don't know what's going to come of that. If they need, I mean, if they need me and Chris, you you got our contacts now. So sure, you know, okay. just, yeah. just pass that along. We have a Facebook yeah. page too. Yeah, mm -hmm. we, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure some Eagle Scouts will be wanting to help. Get, oh. their, get their badge working volunteering we with us. We need help. Folks, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'll be back sooner than you think with another episode. You've been listening to The Crossing where the music meets some memories. I'm scared. Chris is scared. Producer Steve is scared to death. And Jimmy's just sitting over here laughing at us because he's oh, been through it all. cucumber. The good doctor, <laughs> Producer Steve, take us to the house. Thank you all, folks, for joining us. We'll catch you next time here on The Crossing. The Crossing, where music meets memories, is recorded at Due South Productions, high atop the Doc Holcomb Building in downtown Coal Mountain, and is recorded and mixed by Steve Thomason and hosted by Chris Cheatham and Coal Mountain Cal Hurd. Theme music written, performed, and recorded by Wendell Cox. The Crossing is a production of Roadhog Studios and may not be rebroadcast without the express written consent of Due South Productions or at least a text message from Cal or Chris. That'll do too. All rights reserved. All right, we'll catch you next time on The Crossing.